2: Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. How does a mild-mannered orthodontist end up dead in so-called death by Mercedes? Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. First of all, let's take a listen to Unraveled.
1: Soon after landing her job at a clinic in Houston, she meets 32 year old orthodontist David Harris.
3: Did you just start? Here about a month.
2: This has been my dream. Being accepted here
1: was amazing. Clara said they were both very, very dedicated to the practice of their profession. So where are you from originally? I'm born and raised
3: here in Texas, oh, in the Austin way. area. Where'd you come from? Uh, Columbia. Wow. Cool. <laughs> yes, it's a, a
1: She found him to be a man who was kind, uh, gentle, loving, hardworking. Anyway. Cheers,
3: welcome. Thank you. Good to meet you.
1: All of the qualities that she was looking for. I'll see you tomorrow. Nice meeting you too. All right.
4: Everyone loved David Harris. He was from a very good family. He was well liked in his church and in his community. He did
2: a great job in his business and he was very kind to everyone. What's not to love? Kind, loving, mild mannered, hard worker, educated. So how does a mild-mannered orthodontist, beloved in his community and church, end up dead like he's a speed bump on the highway? Again, thank you for being with us, with me, an all-star panel to break it down and put it back together again. You were just hearing the voices of Clara and David Harris in a welcome video with me to analyze it all, judge and trial lawyer, court TV anchor Ashley Wilcott at AshleyWilcott.com. Renowned psychoanalyst, joining me out of Beverly Hills, Dr. Bethany Marshall at drbethanymarshall.com. Founder director of the Cold Case Research Institute, forensics expert, Cheryl McCullum, Dr. Chris Sperry, former chief medical examiner for the entire state of Georgia lead news anchor for WDBO Ray Caputo, but first to Bobby Basha, private investigator with the Blue Moon Investigations with a very intimate connection to this case. To you, Bobby Basha, thank you for being with us. We were just hearing a welcome video, including Clara and David Harris. Now, David is an orthodontist, Clara is a dentist correct? What is a welcome video? What is that? Um, a welcome video. I'm guessing that's just where they're they're getting together and meeting each other. They had just met at a clinic in Houston. Tell me about how the two of them end up meeting Bobby Basha. From what I understand, um,
4: Clara started taking um, working at I think it was called Castle Dental. And, um, or, and learning to, she was going there like apprenticing to become a dentist. And I believe David Harris was working there and that's how they met. Um, I also heard there's another way that they met is that, originally maybe and maybe he helped her get the job here um at the castle dental is that she was in the beauty contest of miss columbia houston and um, she won that contest and he was there and that's another
2: way that they met okay hold on let me analyze what bobby bosch a private eye with blue moon investigation just told me to you dr bethany marshall you're the shrink not me but what does strutting in a swimsuit not judging Uh, don't care have to do with your ability to run a dental practice? Uh, That's a very good question. Does it never end with men? And I've been accused of being a man-hater. That is so not true. I love my husband, David, and my son, John David, uh, so much. I'm not a man-hater, but Dr. Bethany Marshall, what is it like? Oh, there goes something shiny. Let me grab it. I mean he sees her in a beauty contest, and bam, there she is up in his life.: Well, it does tell me that there was a very idealized beginning to this relationship. There
4: was a lot of passion, a lot of strong re- emotions, uh, a very strong sense of sexuality, who's very attracted to her. She was up on a stage in a swimsuit. So there was a lot of adoration going on at the beginning, like a mutual love fest. And when there is that much adoration at the beginning, I always worry in a marital or a romantic relationship, if somebody who's been put on a pedestal is going to be knocked right back down again, idealization always leads to devaluation. So I don't know if you've ever talked to a couple where All they say is positive things about each other and there's never one negative thing that comes out of their mouth. And you think, you know, there has to be something bad somewhere. I mean, you know, maybe he has bad breath in the morning or maybe, you know, you don't like the way he uh, makes the bed or something. But if there's only adoration, then I become very suspicious that there's a dark side to the relationship that's not being adequately processed or analyzed and
2: that there's going to be a huge conflict on down the road. Guys, we're talking about how a mild-mannered orthodontist, David Harris, ends up as a human speed bump in a parking lot, dead. How did he meet his wife, Clara? No doubt about it, a real beauty. And with smarts as well, she goes on to become a dentist. Take a listen to... Unraveled. She's a tall woman. She's strikingly beautiful.
3: I think that had a strong effect on David. Harrison making a great team, She's a beautiful woman, and to yes. a great future looking forward.
1: Yes. Clara confides in David that she was a beauty queen back in Colombia. So David encourages her to enter a local pageant in Houston. David's support and personal ambition soon convince Clara that he's the man she's been
3: searching for. I believe that she must have figured that with uh, a marriage to a man like that, that she could really uh, have a perfect life, a totally different sort of life than the one that she came from after the death of her father. Their
1: courtship was rather quick. They married on Valentine's Day in 1992. In her eyes, she had the perfect marriage and the perfect relationship. And Clara vows she'll always be his perfect wife. She seemed to adore David, and she took a subservient position in most matters to his wishes and desires.
2: To Ray Caputo, lead news anchor Orlando News WDBO. Ray Caputo, what can you tell me about their lifestyle? Where do they live? what what happened he falls in love with her sees her in a beauty contest she's also a dentist he's an orthodontist match made in heaven so then what happened
0: well nancy i mean this is a couple who appeared to have it all they they live in friendswood texas it's a suburb southeast of houston it's upscale million dollar homes in fact like cnn money ranked it one of the the best places to live the 100 places to live i mean it was a beautiful place and they go on and they, they start a family david already has a daughter they actually have a couple of twins just like you and, and everything appears to be great
2: so he already has a daughter Lindsay, from a previous relationship the two of them have boy twins guys speaking of Lindsay, take a listen to
5: sharon Martin Clara's sensitive nature soon rekindled the relationship between David and his daughter Lindsay. Father and daughter had had little contact since his divorce from Lindsay's mother in 1991, but Clara believed it was important for David to spend time with her. Clara really got attached to Lindsay very early on, David's first child, because when Clara and David met, Lindsay was something like three years old. Clara was the reason that Lindsay was in David's life. He had not had a relationship with Lindsay until Clara came into his life and said, you need to to have a relationship with your daughter. And Clara didn't just add Lindsay back into David's life. In September of 1998, Clara gave birth to twin boys, Brian and Bradley.
2: That rocked their world. That was that was the bow on the package. I mean, they had this great life. Their future looked totally bright. To you, Ashley Wilcott, judge and trial lawyer, Court TV anchor, who deals a lot with juvenile issues, when a stepmom comes in, very often that changes the entire scenario. It absolutely does. The entire family dynamic. And what's interesting to hear
4: in this case is that the stepdaughter and the stepmother got close. That doesn't always happen. I often see step parents come into a home dynamic and the children are um not forging a good relationship with the step parent of a step parent may not be loving and adoring to that child but this case does not sound like that it sounds like they really truly enjoyed each other and were um building a great family together
2: Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, we are talking about how a mild mannered orthodontist, David Harris, ends up a human speed bump dead in a case we're calling Death by Mercedes. These two had the perfect marriage, as it seemed on the outside, but then things went sideways. Take a listen to our friend, Sharon
1: Martin.
3: David Harris and Gail Bridges would spend time at
1: David and Clara's lake house. Uh, They would go to hotels. Certainly a favorite was the Hilton.
5: The very same Hilton that was right next to the country club where the Harrises were married. Before long, the couple wasn't even trying to conceal the affair, except from David's wife, Clara, and daughter, Lindsay. But eventually, word of her husband's associate made its way back to Clara. One of the the ladies that was working at uh, David's central office who took her out to dinner one night and told her that she needed to uh, be aware that she may have a problem in her marriage and that she should address it. That was the first time that Clara really had an inclination that there was something seriously wrong. Clara told David's 16-year-old daughter, Lindsay. Lindsay, who always felt close to Clara, immediately took her side. Then, on the morning of Wednesday, July 17, 2002, Clara confronted David about Gail. David admitted to the affair. Ah! Oh,
2: did he not even care enough to try to lie his way out of it for Pete's sake? Or was he just busted red-handed? Uh, Dr. Bethany Marshall, psychoanalyst, joining me out of Beverly Hills at drbethanymarshall.com. What You know, I always gr- remember reading the actual paper, the actual paper. Growing up, the first thing I'd read as a little girl in a teen into college was, Dear Abby. And people would always say, I know my friend's husband's having a fair, should I tell her? Abby always said, Ixnay on the ablate, don't blab don't say a word stay out of it let them work it out for all you know she may already know um jump in you're the shrink i'm just a lawyer i agree well, with you nancy it's not me it's I dear abby say
4: if you know your best friend <laughs> okay well okay i agree with abby if your best friend's husband's having an affair you don't need to tell your friend because your friend should already know On some level, when there's trouble in paradise, both people know about it. Um, I think that there was trouble brewing in this marriage. I mean, if he was having an affair, there would be unexplained absences. There would be you know,
2: charges on credit cards. Oh, would good be grief, lies. Bethany. You think be... I go through David's charges? I tried to read his computer one time. I told you what <laughs> happened. My eyes started bleeding. It was so boring. Let me just say my <laughs> eyes dried up. That's even more boring than bleeding. I'm not going to look through his credit cards. And yes, sometimes he'll say bye in the morning. I don't hear from him till supper time. You know what? That's fine. Uh, that's okay with me. But but why would I ransack rumble through his uh, credit cards? I mean, why would you suspect? But but we also don't know about Clara's character. We don't know if she had a personality oh, disorder. Oh, here you go. We don't know if she Larry, was imagining all of these mental That's illnesses because, on people. Why would she suspect her husband? You know what? Hold on. Well, hold on. Bobby Bosch, a private investigator okay. at Blue Moon Investigations. Clara Harris... Actually, hired Blue Moon to follow her husband. So that's really going out on the yeah. when you're willing to part with money because you're so suspicious of your husband. What about this woman taking her out to whatever it was, dinner, lunch, coffee, and saying, You have a problem? That was her. Basically, the woman who took her out, or actually, they worked,
4: a lot of people don't know this, they worked in separate clinics. Clara worked about 45 minutes from her house, and David worked right in town. Um, Clara worked out of the Clute, Texas office, and David worked out of the Clear Lake office. The Clute was more of like your, your poor families, you know, um, she's probably there to help the poor. And David's doing all the high paying clients
2: with the insurance in the Clear Lake office. Um, so well, now wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. She's a dentist, he's an orthodontist, right? Yes, she's a dentist, he's an orthodontist. So he put in the braces. I don't know that insurance covers orthodontia. Yeah. That's I, possible. I don't think it does. Yeah, that's so he would be seeing people that could write a check yes. for braces. And she would be seeing people that involved insurance. I mean insurance, Medicaid, yes. all, all that. Yeah. So, so she, was, okay. she was basically they worked in separate separately. offices. Now who was this woman, this friend? Yes, this
4: is a woman who worked in the office, and she basically was David's bookkeeper. And I don't have her name, so I'm sorry about that, and I'm not sure if she'd want it revealed. But um, she basically was the bookkeeper. Um, When they hired the—Claire always called the um, other woman the other woman. When they hired Gail um, Thompson, that was her maiden name— Bridges was her married name. Um, but when they hired Gail Thompson, um, this woman trained Gail to work because Gail was a new divorcee and she had children. Oh Lord. Yes, and um, so um, so they hired her and this woman trained her, but apparently um, David took interest in Gail right away. Gail's very petite, totally opposite of Clara. Clara was very strong. She was um, a powerful woman. Clara dominated, uh, contrary to what they were saying in that audio earlier, Clara was the dominant force in the marriage. And she's the one who picked the vacations. She's the one who picked what they did. She basically said everything and David would jump. And also Lindsay and her, yes, she might've gotten David close to Lindsay in the beginning, but when Clara got pregnant, she had to go, because remember, Clara had to go get pregnant. I think she had to get inseminated. You know, they had to, I'm not sure exactly what they did, but she ended up with twins. That usually happens when you're trying to get pregnant. You might have twins. Um, and so she had twin boys. After she had the twins, she basically kind of cut Lindsay out of the relationship with them. It was Clara and the boys, and from what I'm understanding, she would actually physically cut Lindsay out of pictures and put the boys and and really didn't have a place for Lindsay to stay when she visited. So, um, but Lindsay would visit for, I believe, I think it was a month or two months in the summer. And they would usually vacation together with friends of theirs. And I think it was the Fondren, Roberta and Mike Fondren. Mike Fondren worked for David, for Clara Harris in the Clute Clinic as the driver and and person who took care of her Mercedes from what I understand. Um, But anyway, um, Clara basically worked at that other clinic. David worked at the um, Clear Lake Clinic. And this woman that worked at the Clear Lake Clinic is the one who apparently got jealous of the new hire, Gail Thompson, and decided uh, uh, she was watching them go to lunch together. It was all fine all apparently you know, there was not a problem and from what i understand gail said she would go to lunch with um david the whole office knew it everyone knew it she said that david said it was an open marriage that he was divorcing and
2: everyone knew it and okay, whoa, wait, 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 wait how in the hay do we go dr chris Berry, a uh, former chief medical examiner state of georgia You and I would go to lunch together when we were, I was prosecuting and we had so many cases together and we had a good time. You know, it was kind of a break from the, of course, all we talked about were dead bodies, but that was a good time to me. What is wrong with having lunch with somebody you work with and have the, hey... I mean, do you remember that, Dr. Sperry? sure, Sure, Yeah, I remember. Those were some of the happy times in prosecuting when you could go out with a colleague or somebody that understood what you're talking about. That's hard to find in our line of business, Dr. Sperry. Oh, it is. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, we're talking about uh, an orthodontist that ends up a human speed bump, dead. We call it death by Mercedes. But, Dr. Bethany, you know, there are good intentioned friends that will tell you your spouse is cheating and they think they're doing you a favor. And honestly, I mean, if David was cheating, I would want to know. I definitely would want to know so I could go ahead and kill him and be done with it. I didn't say that. But, Dr. (laughs) Bethany, So you're still sticking to your guns about don't tell, don't say anything. That's kind of hard to do, right, when you know something's happening? Uh, It's a very sticky situation to
4: be in. I, I just think the unconscious is such a powerful thing. And if your spouse is cheating, you're
2: going to know. Very rarely... Is a spouse. You mean your subconscious? Did I actually get to correct Dr. Bethany? And it's <laughs> yeah. never happened in life. Hold that tape. So you're saying, just give it to me. Okay, Bottom I line, Dr. Bethany, don't analyze me. Okay. Yes, no. When your spouse is cheating, when a man is
4: cheating, the wife tends to know. She may choose to not put her thoughts together about it. She may choose to sweep it under the carpet or tonight to deny that it's happening, but when her friend takes her to lunch and says there's trouble in your marriage, your husband is cheating, all that denial goes right out the window and that's what causes people to snap sometimes. And I wanted to say something about the husband saying that they were in an open relationship. I've been in Ah. private practice for almost 30 years.
2: My rear end. Exactly. Whenever a man says that, it's always the man in the open marriage. The wife seemingly doesn't know anything about it. Exactly. Only one person knew that the narrative or held the script. Him and his girlfriend. Exactly. Okay, guys, take a listen to most evil Neil Dudgeon. Listen to this. When
3: she confronts him, he admits to having an affair with his receptionist, Gail Clara is devastated. She makes David tell her everything about Gail. She's in great shape, as I said. According to David, she is younger, more attractive, and caters to his needs. Clara takes notes during their conversation, comparing herself to Gail and writing down her own shortcomings. Willing to do anything to save their marriage, Clara joins a gym her nails and hair done and goes to a tanning salon. She puts money down at a plastic surgeon's for a tummy tuck and breast augmentation. She even leaves her job to be more available for David's sexual desires.
2: Okay, let me just let that sink in for a moment. So you leave your job. I can see um, my peripheral vision, Jackie laughing into her fist. Yep, she is. Okay, did I get that right? Bobby Bosch, a private investigator of Blue Moon Investigations, Clara Harris quits her job to be more sexually available to her husband? Now, what, they don't, they not, can't work around? I did not hear that she actually quit her job.
4: She may have um, not gone to some days of her job, but she didn't actually quit. Um, so when she came to us, it was in the afternoon after she got off of work. So, um, you know, she may have taken some days off, but I don't think she quit her job. So she was actually still working, but she had, t- had taken days off. But Clara, actually, you know, what an idiot David was! I mean, who would say, "Oh, your your feet are big, her feet are small"? Did he say that? She has big, yes, about her feet. How can you change your feet? Yeah, he said she has petite. She's petite. She has tiny feet, and you have big feet. Um, She's small-framed, and we fit well together, and you're big-framed, and we're awkward together. Um, She's got small, pretty little teeth, and you've got big teeth. Um, How do you change your teeth? How do you change your feet? She's got big breasts, and you have small breasts. Um, She's small. She's tiny, and you're heavy. So I think she was weighing probably like 185 or about that time. She had twins. Is that heavy? She had taken her beautiful <laughs> body and had twins. Yeah. So, um, so you know, so he he was, um, you know, he was an idiot to admit it. But now also she made him do it.
2: Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Told him what to do. Wait a minute. Uh, you know, Ashley Wilcott, uh, judge and trial lawyer, court TV anchor. I've seen many, many divorces as part of criminal law that end in a felony. Usually somebody taking a shot at somebody. Grounds for divorce, you have big feet. You ever heard that? Oh, my God. That's what I've just been biting my tongue, Nancy,
4: because I just It's want all to starting breathe. to fit together now. Oh, my gosh. Clearly, clearly, clearly there are bigger issues in this marriage because all of these things he's coming up with that he's making up just means that he has no interest in his wife and doesn't want to be married to her. Please, the other thing I have to say is, you know, she was described as the dominant force in the marriage, that David would jump when it doesn't justify his going out and having an
2: affair. He doesn't even want to be with his wife and he's coming up with all these little things about her. He doesn't even like, you know, another thing I heard earlier that like, for instance, she would pick the vacation. That means nothing to me. I pick our vacations, where we're going to go, how we're going to do it. David works like a maniac. He really has his nose to the grindstone. If I didn't come up with a vacation, plan the whole thing, go rent the RV, we wouldn't have a vacation. It's just that simple so he couldn't care less where we go he loves being with us he goes willingly but he doesn't stop and make a plan i don't hold that against him because i like what i plan so long story short that means nothing to me about her being quote dominant because she would pick vacations and other similar examples but when she finds out about the affair take a listen to our cut seven, Sharon
5: Martin. On July 23rd, Clara walked into the Blue Moon Detective Agency.
2: She
4: wanted us to get close and listen to conversations if we could, because she wanted to know what his plans were. And of course, if he went to a hotel or anything like that to document any adultery, because even though he confessed, you still have to document the adultery for court. In Texas, everything is split 50-50. Unless you can prove adultery, you can ask
5: for up to 90% of the assets. Blue Moon assigned an agent named Lucas to the case. And a few days later, she checked back with the agency to see how things were going.
4: Lucas finally called them back. He said, your case is going fine. They're at a hotel, fourth or sixth floor. We'll get a full report tomorrow afternoon.
5: Clara knew just which hotel, and she wasn't going to wait until tomorrow afternoon to get a full report. With 16-year-old Lindsay in tow, Clara climbed into her Mercedes and headed down to the Hilton to confront David head on. Okay, that's what I don't get. She
2: grabs her husband's bio child 16 year old Lindsay, and takes her to go confront her dad about having an affair i i I don't think i would take the children along on that particular joy ride she also knows she's no idiot that in texas there's a 50 50 split of marital assets unless adultery is proven and the wronged spouse can get up to 90 percent of the assets wow well you know what To you, Ray Caputo, lead anchor, Orlando's Morning News WDBO,
0: Ray, they get to the hotel. What happens then? Well, simply put, Nancy, Clara flies into a rage. You know, she's got Lindsay with her. First thing she does is she goes up to Gal's navigator in the parking lot and she gets the windshield wipers and she bends the blades. And I'm not talking about the plastic part. We're talking about like the the metal part that's really hard to bend. I mean, it just shows how angry she was. You know, and then from there, she goes from the parking lot and, and messing with the SUV. She storms upstairs into the lobby of the Hilton, where presumably David and um, and Gal are, are hanging out. And she's got Lindsay and Toast still. And, you know, things just keep getting worse. Wow.
2: Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, a a, a well-loved and respected local orthodontist is victim to, quote, death by Mercedes joining me right now the private investigator who worked on the case bobby basha and as it happened to be you guys apparently were there surveilling him is that correct we were surveilling david and obviously what was unknown to us, something
4: that no one knew at the time was clara was you know so worried about not finding david that night that she actually asked the assistant that worked with david that night to follow him, unknown to us, the, the assistant that told her about the affair. So when you said Clara flew into a rage and got into her car, she was already at the hotel when she called us, wanting an update on the case. She knew the hotel. She knew. Wow. The hotel. What did you
2: see? What did you observe? Yes,
4: we saw David. Basically, we saw David and uh, meet up with Gale and her navigator was parked in the back and his car was parked in the back he basically left his work went to an atm machine got cash went straight to the hotel he met up with um you know the other woman gail um, and her navigator and they parked in the back they went inside the hotel and they sat in the bar at the bar so you saw all you saw all of that happening yes, yes. right and, and they sat at the bar talking okay. for an hour went back to the car, then eventually checked back into the hotel. And you
2: saw all of that? We got all of that. So there, these two are going back up to their hotel room. Take a listen to Clara Harris herself speaking to our friends at ABC. As Clara
4: Harris continues her story, she and Lindsay call David Harris on his cell phone. He had told them he was going to a restaurant, but instead, he and his mistress come out of a room at the hotel. When the elevator opens into the lobby, Lindsay and Clara are there. He was holding her hand up like he used to hold my hand many times. When you called me there, I was his princess and his sweetheart in a very special manner. And I just looked at her. She wasn't even surprised to see me. I grabbed her
2: by her hair on the right side. And I remember David
5: saying, oh, no, no, no. A fierce struggle erupts. David Harris shouts at his wife, it's over, it's over.
4: He and Gail Bridges are escorted outside to her car, while another hotel employee steers
2: Clara and Lindsay to her Mercedes, saying, don't go where they're going. Wow, so this turns into an uh, outright brawl. So Clara Harris, the wife, goes up the elevator into her husband's teen girl, And they confront
5: the two getting off the elevator. Listen to this. Clara grabbed Lindsay and returned to the Mercedes. The two women got back in the car. What happened next would be debated for years to come. From witness statements, what I was told was that she had uh, pulled out of her parking spot, um, had drove around to where uh, Ms. Bridges was parked, um, struck the navigator, and Mr. Harris. He flew approximately 25 to 30 feet, and he crossed... um, a grassy median, two grassy medians, which is about 25 feet apart. All while Lindsay sat in the passenger seat. She crossed, crossed over the first one. She crossed over the second grassy median. And um, from what witness have told us was that she had ran over him again. Police were soon summoned to the scene. At that point, I did not know if he was alive or dead. I was told that um, he was injured pretty badly, but I did not know if he was alive or dead at that time. I didn't know until I was contacted later by my lieutenant. From the hospital david harris was pronounced dead at 9 48 p.m she had to go over two
0: medians to run him over Ray Caputo. two medians well that that was the distance that david was thrown so she hits him and he's tossed about 25 30 feet which is a couple of car lengths and then she gets her car and kind of starts doing a donut And in that radius, she covers that distance and ends up, according to witnesses, hitting David again. Now, she denies this, but that's what several witnesses have said. Bobby Basha is
2: with me, private eye at Blue Moon Investigations, who was actually hired by Clara Harris to follow her husband, David. So, what did you guys observe happen in the parking lot, Bobby Basha? Well this was one of the first
4: videos actually caught a murder caught on a video we caught the video of david actually being run over you know donuts over him like several times we counted five the jurors basically thought it was more they agreed at least three times maybe four i've never seen an autopsy report with actual tire marks on the victim and this one did have that it was very 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 obvious he was run over, and that's what we caught on our video. And by the way, he landed in the parking lot of where Clara and
2: David had their wedding reception. Okay. The same parking lot. Wow. Uh, irony. Guys, I want you to take a listen to a detail of David Harris's injuries. Take a listen to Sharon Martin.
3: Several of his teeth were not loose from the lower jaw, the right bone was broken, six of the right ribs were broken, but then as the tire progressed across the left side of the chest, the car was supported by nothing except ribs. And so the, the, the left ribs, essentially from the first rib to the tenth rib, were all fractured multiply. So the left side of his chest was essentially collapsed.
5: Clara was arrested and charged with murder, but was it murder? ...or a tragic mistake by a desperate woman. That would be up to the jury to decide, and they would have plenty of help. The Blue Moon Detective Agency caught the whole thing on tape.
2: Joining me, Dr. Chris Sperry, former chief medical examiner for the whole state of Georgia. Dr. Sperry, can you analyze his injuries?
1: Predominantly, he's going to have tremendous crushing uh, injuries in the chest and in the abdomen... With a lot of organs torn to pieces, maybe the liver crushed and the the heart torn loose, and all of these would correlate with uh, the tire marks on the outside of the body that shows where the vehicle went over his body and then uh, disrupted all the internal organs beneath that. So uh, with with multiple areas of tire marks, it's a little more challenging, but uh, you can still see the injuries very readily on the inside and even assess say um, how long he was conscious, perhaps, uh, well, how much pain he, was susta- he sustained before he finally lost enough blood or had a, a brain injury, say, that you know, that would render him unconscious. So this could be put, put together pretty well. I
2: mean, to you, uh, joining me is Cheryl McCollum, Director of Cold Case Research Institute. When you put it to a jury, what happened? And they hear about her apparently doing donuts over his body. It's easy to throw out the phrase death by Mercedes, but you also have evidence where he told her he was having an affair because the new woman who he called my princess, her words, not mine. She had small feet and the wife had big feet and she was petite and the wife was tall like an Amazon. And he says she had big breasts and the wife has small breasts. You know, you get the right jury for a defense lawyer and you'll end up with not guilty. The rest of the story, Clara Harris convicted. Final epilogue, Clara Harris released from prison after just 15 short years. And as she was released, for the cameras watching, she smiled. Nancy Grace, Crime Stories. Signing off. Goodbye, friend.
0: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road
1: trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This
0: is Uncanny USA.
2: L-E-E-S-A dot forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner.
5: Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With
4: an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products.